going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Mission Driven Made podcast. This is your host and founder of the Mission Driven Made movement, Jacob Straub. And of course, welcome back to another episode of the Friday Debrief. If you're new today, what we do here at Mission Driven Made is provide you with unfiltered fitness truth. And we do this in hopes for you to be able to improve your quality of life. And if you wonder why I always talk about fitness truth, and I always say the word truth, and I know some of you have probably seen me talk about this a lot on uh, social media, at least at Instagram, is there are so many people in the fitness industry that are, let's just be real, charlatans, there's clickbait, false marketing, and all those terrible things. And when I first really started getting into fitness and nutrition back when I was a teenager, of course, you know, at least at first I fell for some of these things. And as I educated myself more and more, I started to realize all the lies that were always told and how some in the fitness industry can really manipulate your emotions to get you to buy their product. Now, Obviously, there's nothing wrong with buying fitness products or programs, courses, any of that. It's the intent behind it and when people are trying to trick you or deceive you to get money. So I can't stand that whatsoever. And I wanted this platform and podcast to be somewhere where you can go to get actual fitness truth. So that is our goal. Anyways, I hope you guys are having a fantastic uh, week. It feels like I haven't done one of these in a month. And I don't know why that is because I I do my Friday debriefs literally every Friday. I mean, I've been doing at least two podcasts a week since we started this whole thing, but I feel like it's been a while. But anyways, I hope you guys are doing great. And I want to thank uh, a few of you. Uh, So recently, I guess Spotify uh, did something where they show you what your top rated podcast or your most viewed podcasts were for the year. Now, I don't normally use Spotify. I'm more of an Apple person for the most part. Uh, But anyways, a few of you uh, screenshotted that Mission Driven Made was the top podcast that you've been listening to this year. So that just made my day, even though it was just a few of you. It just reminds me of how awesome the community already is, but it also reminds me of how far that I want to take this brand and this podcast and this platform. And what I've been telling people is it's probably going to be, and this is maybe an arbitrary number, but it's probably going to be somewhere around five years until I accomplish the few main goals that I have with the podcast. And I don't mind sharing some of those with you guys now. So one of the the big goals. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you might see I'm uh, just in my room here. Um, I normally have the black screen behind me. But one of my my big goals for the future is I want a professional podcast studio. So that is what I'm most excited about. Uh, not only is it obviously more professional, but it's going to sound better for all of you guys. And it's very easy to tell when someone has a high-level professional podcast studio. You can just tell by how crisp and clear the sound is. So uh, that is one of the main goals. And then also in the same uh, room or at least the same vicinity to have a gym. And in that gym, I want to record videos. I want to have co-hosts that are going to come there with me and uh, train with me and just a place to create even better content for all of you. So those are some of the goals uh, for the future. I haven't brought those ones up specifically, uh, I don't think to you guys yet, but that is where we are headed. And like I said, 
we've got a long way to go. You know, we're only um, thousands of downloads in. The top podcasts get millions. Um, so lots of work to do, but I'm very excited for the challenge and very excited to improve uh, this brand for all of you to best serve you. Uh, so for today, let's uh, get right into it. So we are going to talk about why you aren't progressing in the gym. Now, obviously, and this normally goes for <laughs> just about all the episodes, this is not an exhausted list. There can be a bunch of other things that are going on in your life that are preventing you from progressing, but these are just some common ones, not only that I've seen, but that I've been through or even messed up myself. So we're going to start with number one, and I bet a bunch of you already know this, is poor sleep. Now, a lot of us, at least in some point of our life, have struggled to sleep. I, I know it's probably fair to say at least three quarters of you uh, could relate to this in some way. Now, some of you know my oldest daughter, Elsie, after she was born, she had a lot of sleeping issues. And for about 18 months or so, Elsie would wake up I would say some nights, eight to 10 times a night when it was really bad. So my wife and I, we <laughs> went through the ringer with that. And then, you know, for years after that, she still didn't necessarily sleep well. She would still wake up, you know, in the middle of the night. And when that happened, right around the same time as when you saw my progress, progress in the gym, excuse me, come to a halt. And then, you know, of course, even some days where my progress, it, it was going backwards, essentially. So as you know, your body does such a great job recovering, healing itself at night. So if you are not getting whatever it is, the amount of sleep that you need, everyone's a little different. I would say for most the optimal range is seven to eight hours, uh, somewhere in that uh, time frame. Uh, if you're not getting that, it is going to significantly impact your performance in the gym, especially if you go through long bouts of time where you're not sleeping. So how can we combat this? How can we sleep a little bit better, or at least optimize our sleep? So wrote down a couple points for you guys, and I'm sure you guys have heard this plenty of times. So it might be a review for some. If you haven't heard any of this, give these a try. So number one, and this is the one that I personally feel is the most important. And I know it's hard, especially when the weekend comes around, but going to bed at the same time every night. Now, I know that's hard with all the <laughs> streaming services that a lot of us like to watch, especially at night. But if you can go to bed at the same time every night, eventually you're going to also wake up the same time every morning. Getting into that routine is going to be key to optimizing not just your sleep, but your health. So if you've not tried that, give it a shot. And most likely, if you've never done that before, shoot for a time, maybe just a little bit earlier than you're doing currently. So if you go to bed at midnight every night and you realize you're not getting enough sleep, shoot for 1130 and do that for a little while and see what that does for you. All right. Number two is going to bed with a cool temperature. Now, this isn't just for the men. Ladies, uh, you as well, I know you don't normally run quite as hot as we do. But if the temperature is down, I would say 
72 degrees or a little bit below. I prefer way colder than that uh, if possible. My wife gets cold a lot easier than I do. If you have the temperature set somewhere in that ballpark, you're going to fall asleep faster. You're going to sleep deeper and you're going to feel way better in the morning. So give that one a shot. Now, number three is making sure it is dark in your room. And if light just seeps in in the morning, use a blackout curtain. Now, I learned this one the hard way, unfortunately. So before I was working for the fire department uh, for a couple of years, I worked as a medic on the ambulance and I was on the night shift at the time. So I'd start at seven at night and come home at seven in the morning. I hated nights, by the way. I am not a night person. So that was a struggle <laughs> for one, but also... I'm terrible at sleeping during the day. So I'd get home, I would lay down, it would take me an hour or two to fall asleep, and then I'd only sleep a couple hours. And then I'd wake up and repeat that process, you know, three or four days in a row, sometimes even more than that. And it's really stupid. I feel really stupid, you know, looking back thinking, why did I not put blackout curtains in my room? Because light would seep in, it would prevent me from sleeping. I was already terrible at trying to sleep during the day. Uh, but yes, I definitely could have benefited from those blackout curtains. So if you notice, this is impacting your sleep, especially, you know, if you your room faces the sun in the morning, or if it's just there's a bunch of lights, it's bright, and it's getting to your room, try those blackout uh, curtains. Now, number four is your caffeine intake. Now, I know most of us love coffee. And if it didn't have negative effects on me, I would drink coffee all day long. I love it that much. I just have a cup in the morning and that's it. I used to have uh, afternoon cups of coffee every single day, but it was impacting uh, migraines that I was getting. So I stopped drinking that afternoon coffee. Now, anyways, if you notice you're struggling to fall asleep at night and you are having coffee late in the afternoon or early evening, even if you don't necessarily feel the stimulating effects at that moment, it is in your system for a while. So if we can cut that out, or if we can just drink coffee a little bit earlier in the day, you may notice that's going to help uh, tremendously uh, with your sleep. And number five, this is uh, another one that I experienced. And I feel like a little kid for, for even saying this one, but I unfortunately did this for a long time. And like I said, I, I feel really silly looking back thinking that I did this, but slowing down your water intake at night. Now you guys might be thinking, yeah, duh, duh that is super obvious. But I personally, I am a big water drinker. I drink one to two gallons a day, uh, every single day, one on the low end, two, of course, on the upper end. And what I was doing just out of habit for so long, you know, we'd have dinner, I would drink water. Then my wife and I, after we put our kids to bed, we'd, you know, watch a show or whatever before bed, and I would continue to drink water. Now, what that was doing was making me wake up in the middle of the night, sometimes three or four times. And this is just from drinking water from dinner time up until when we went to bed. So if you notice yourself waking up multiple times a night to do that start or excuse me, stop drinking water so late in the day. You know, for me, what I try to do now is finish at dinner and then just take little sips until I go to bed. So yeah, again, I know that one probably sounds kind of obvious and silly, but when I do this, I have a way better chance of actually sleeping through the night. All right, let's move on to 
number two. And this one is over training or under recovering. Now, a lot of you uh, competitive CrossFitters out there, I know you probably know exactly uh, where I'm coming from on this one. So back when I used to do uh, CrossFit, um, there was times that I was training two or three times a day. And right when I started, you know, I absolutely loved it. I had this goal of making it to the CrossFit games one day, even though I knew that was going to be a stretch and I had a long way to go. Uh, but to prepare myself for doing that one day, uh, which never happened, by the way, um, I was training two or even three times a day. Now, the problem with this is, well, for one, I had injuries and training that much all the time. I was, I was never able to recover. So my quad tendon, my knee was always flared up. My left shoulder was always flared up. And then from my back injury um, from the fire department, that was always flared up as well. So I was dealing with these three things. And I never thought to slow down a little bit and stop pushing it so hard all the time. But unfortunately, I had to learn the hard way. And I was just in pain for literally, I mean, that might have been three years in a row. There might have been a week or so that went by where I didn't feel like I was in a ton of pain. So again, that was just stupid. I'm not saying all of you guys do that, but make sure that you are getting enough recovery time. You don't need to work out hard seven days a week. There has to be a day in there that you let your body recover, especially if you're upping the intensity during the week. So just uh, keep that in mind. And then next is another little tip for this for overtraining and under recovering is understanding that there is a dose response with your training. So what I mean by that is to a point, if you're working out a lot, there is going to be diminishing returns with your training. Meaning say you, I don't know, train five days a week and your goal is to build muscle. If you went from training five days a week or five sessions a week to doubling that and doing 10 sessions a week, that doesn't mean that you are all of a sudden going to make ginormous gains in muscle. There eventually is going to be diminishing returns uh, with your training. So you can find that sweet spot, that minimal dose to get you to your results. That is 100% going to be best, at least as far as longevity purposes. All right, so moving on. Number three, low food quality. Now, we could talk about this for an entire episode, easy. But the only thing I was going to bring up regarding food or food quality, we're just going to talk about protein. So as you know, protein is arguably the most important macronutrient because uh, it helps your immune system. It helps you recover from illness. And of course, it's going to help build your and help repair your muscle tissue. If you are not getting enough protein, you're going to notice your progress in the gym over time could potentially go down. Now, what I do personally, and this is probably on the higher end, so I'm over 200 pounds, 
And my goal every day is to eat 200 grams of protein. Now, like I said, that is a bit on the high side, but I do notice when I have somewhere in that ballpark of 200 grams of protein a day or more, I feel more recovered and I also feel more satiated. Uh, so especially if any of you are looking to lose body fat, eating an adequate amount of protein is not going to only help you recover, but having it being one of the most satiating macronutrients, it's going to make it easier for you to consume less calories. So make sure you guys are getting your protein. Now, you'll see this online all the time with the general recommendations, people saying if you are serious to your uh, fitness or your training or you're active to get one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Now, you don't have to do that much, especially for example, say you are 150 pounds and you currently consume 60 or 70 grams of protein. So I'm not saying go all the way and doubling your amount of protein and eating 150 grams. That's going to be too much probably for your stomach if you've never done that. But I would say increase the amount just a little bit, you know, add another 15 or 20 grams a day or so and see how you feel. Like I said, whenever I'm consuming somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 grams a day, I feel a thousand times better. All right. So moving on to number four, and I was so guilty of this for years. So number four is you are chasing too many goals at once. Now I heard this really cool an, uh, analogy the other day, and I've heard it a, a few times before. Um, and that is if you're <laughs> chasing two rabbits, you're probably not going to catch them both. Now, what do I mean by that? So let me kind of take you through my experience when I used to do CrossFit. So I started in CrossFit for the first couple of years, I would say the first two years or so. For the most part, anything from uh, my cardiovascular endurance to my strength, uh, relative and absolute, all those things seem to improve for the first two years or so. Then it came to a point where nothing was happening. There was zero progress in the gym. And then after that two-year mark, I actually started noticing things like my back squat were going down. I was going backwards. So I, I finally made it to, I wouldn't say a weight that I was proud of, but my, my legs were always, I felt kind of weak and I wasn't very good at producing power, but I finally got to a level of where I could back squat. I would say maybe an intermediate uh, amount of weight. After the two-year mark, my back squat went down by, I would say, 50, 60 pounds. My deadlift went down by about 75 pounds. And this was happening basically across the board with all my lifts. Now, you may have heard before of what is called the interference effect. And now what that means, now say you were trying to build muscle. But at the same time, you're trying to improve your endurance. Now, those two things are opposing forces. So yes, it is possible. You can gain muscle and improve your endurance at the same time. But to some point, that is not going to be optimal. If you are more specific with your goal, it's going to require more specificity with your training. So for a couple of years, you can maybe get away with it like I did where everything was just kind of improving, but it's going to come to a point where you are going to have to focus on 
probably one thing if you want to optimize your results. Now, if you don't really care about gaining more muscle or getting stronger and you just kind of want to maintain, that's completely fine. You know, continue doing uh, your training the way you do as long as uh, you enjoy it. But to optimize, whether it's strength, muscle mass, endurance, whatever it is, most of us do better when we focus more on one of those than on all of them at the same time. And moving on to number five, this may be the most important, at least the, the top two or three uh, most important here. And that is no progressive overload in the gym. Now, what is progressive overload? Now, simply put, this is the way that you get stronger or gain muscle. This is how you improve. Now, an example would be over time, you increase the amount of weight that you use, you increase the reps, you increase the sets, so on and so forth. And you do that slowly over time. That would be progressive overload. So if you, again, you go into the gym every single day, say you can bench press a hundred pounds and you do that for multiple years and you never increase the weight, the sets, the reps, or any of that, you are not going to improve in the gym. So what I recommend doing, especially if you are looking to improve those things, uh, the best approach is very slowly over time, increase, whether that's the amount of sets you do, whether that is the weight you do, or the repetitions with that given exercise, slowly, very slowly increase one of those, and then move on to the next over time. If you try to increase too fast, which I've done so many times in life, you're going to start noticing possibly being injured, but um, more likely than that, you're just going to get really sore. Your joints are going to hurt. You're not going to feel good. So very slowly over time, increase the weight, the sets, the reps, whatever it is. So that is a progressive overload. All right, guys. So let's go through that list uh, real quick. Um, starting with number one is poor sleep. Number two is overtraining or under recovering. Number three is low food quality. Number four, chasing too many goals at once. And number five is no progressive overload. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed another episode of the Mission Driven Made podcast. And of course, the Friday debrief. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to our weekly newsletter. Now it's not like a normal newsletter. It's called midweek mind sweat. And all it is, it's a short paragraph, maybe two at the very most. Uh, we send it to your inbox every Wednesday morning. And all it is, is a thought provoking question to get you to think deeper on the specific topic that week. I said this a couple of times before in previous episodes, I really wanted the newsletter to be something that benefited you and not something that added to, I don't know, the stress in your life or, or at least the thousands of other emails that all of you probably get every single day and, and delete a bunch of them, which I do that from time to time. So I want it to be short. I want it to be sweet. I want it to be uh, right to the point. So if you haven't, you're going to see a link for that uh, in the show notes there. So go ahead and subscribe to that. I know you're going to be happy that you did. Also, if you found value in the show today, or you're really starting to like the brand and uh, this movement that we're doing, 
go ahead and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And then go down to the bottom there again and leave us a five-star review. It is going to help tremendously in growing the show. And of course, it'd be greatly appreciated. All right, everyone. I hope you have a great rest of your Friday night. And until next time, stay mission-driven.